you do. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, basically, I'm a non-representational experimental painter, and I paint in traditional and uh, or sometimes it's called analog art because I'm also a digital artist. So I work in those two areas, and I also do you know work with collage and with fiber art. Um, do you want to talk about, uh, do you say fiber art? Just a little bit more about what that is. And... Oh, that would involve working with uh, fiber like silk or wool or paper. I sometimes mm -hmm. make my own paper and I have a piece um, that just got into a show in Warwick, Rhode Island, that is uh, considered paper or fiber art. Wow, that's very cool. <laughs> um, so how, how did you get involved with art in the first place? Um... I guess in the first place overall, and then maybe talk about the different styles you kind of venture into. Okay. Um, I was a secondary educator for 30 years. Uh, when I went to college, I majored in English and I minored in art. Uh, today, I don't think you can have a minor in college, but mm -hmm. back then you could. After I got my master's deg degree in teaching, I continued to take art courses because I wanted to be certified not only in English, but also in art, teaching art. So that was my first um, experience with art. Uh, of course, I was always interested in making things. Um, my mom was uh, someone who encouraged me to uh, work with color because she was very much interested in color and textiles. So I continued, you know, my, my love really started there when I was, as a young child. And then eventually I was influenced by uh, painters that I very much enjoy, uh, whose work I enjoy, like uh, Gerard uh, Richter, who's a contemporary, uh, well, he is contemporary, uh, Monet, of course, Helen Frankenthaler, Lee Krasner, uh, these artists influenced me. And locally, I have an artist friend who is an experimental water media artist who, whose name is Robin Beckwith. She um, inspired and influenced uh, some of my water media work. That's, that's awesome. That's very so, cool. Would you say like when you were, you're first getting started, you spoke about your mother sort of being the person to influence you in, in your art? Do you want to just oh yeah, she, was, um, she did not study art herself, but she was a person who, in, in making our home uh, was always concerned about color and fabric and, and design. And I think my love of uh, texture and textiles and color came originally, you know, from that environment that I grew up in. And then, as I said, when I went to college, I wanted very much to explore art more, whether it was painting or ceramics or um, sculpture. I enjoyed it all. And, and I guess what, what motivates your art? Uh... Well, as I said about the influences I had, I myself am very, I'm very much in love with color, line, pattern, and atmosphere, particularly as I see it in nature and as I express it in my art. And then um, what inspires your art? Seeing landscapes, seascapes, um, mm -hmm anything that's kind of an ancient relic or um, ancient anything. Uh, really, uh, when you think of the um, caves uh, in Lascaux and Altamira, that kind of very primitive 
art uh, also inspires me. Talking about what kinds of themes that um, emerge from your art, would you say kind of like these natural scenes are are our main theme in your art, or, or what else? Yes, I think the the natural scenes. Uh, my uh, sometimes my, uh, my art revolves around uh, non-representational landscapes, seascapes, mm -hmm. trees. I have a real affinity for trees. Uh, one because of the importance to the environment. Two, because uh, they're, they're to me lovely, and they're more lovely when they have no leaves on them. To me. Um, and so all of that bifurcation that occurs with tree branches, I, I love that detail. Uh, I also like figurative art, love life drawing, and um, I also enjoy uh, creating 2D sculptural pieces uh, that convey emotional states in my digital art. Oh, very cool. So if you, if you want to just talk a little bit about um, your digital art. My digital art involves using an iPad and thanks to the artist uh, who did who did a lot, David Hockney, he did a lot with iPad art and I'm thankful to him because he's raised the importance of digital art and the fact that it can be fine art. So I'm very um, happy to have that happen because um, Digital art means um, a lot to me. With my iPad and my Apple Pencil, I use an app called Procreate and another app called iColorama. And I create art in a couple of ways. One way involves um, taking art that I have already done, what's called traditional art, or I call it analog art. And then I take it into Procreate and I manipulate it or I paint over it mm -hmm. and I create layers. And so that's one way in which I express myself in digital art. The other way is sometimes I take photographs and they're, again, they're all my own photographs and I work with them in layers and then add paint and remove, subtract and add and come up with um, non-representational pieces. I also uh, look around for textures that I love. I mean, it could be um, a tree, the bark, it could be a piece of cement that's broken up and or has paint on it, or it could be a fire hydrant. And I take that picture, that photograph and bring it in to one of my programs and I then manipulate that. I actually create sculptural, uh, I have a series of sculptural shapes that I've created. And many of them deal with emotions, isolation as, something that you know we all endured during the pandemic Absolutely. or uh, despair or um, any other emotion that I might be feeling or I sense com is coming out of the work. And uh, generally I take that digital art and I print it. I've printed it on paper and framed it. I've printed it on specialized paper and had it mounted on panel box panels. Uh, and also I um, have had it online in digital form. Um, one of the things that is a problem with as digital art is I think, and you know, we talked, you mentioned obstacles as being something you would want to talk about, uh, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, initially my digital art was not understood uh, when people heard about mm -hmm. it. Well, first of all, they don't, I guess they can't, 
capture in their mind's eye how it's done. Um, and uh, I think maybe sometimes people think that it's rather easy to create digital art. It's not any easier than doing a painting uh, with, with oh, real yeah. paint involves, uh, for me, many steps. And um, I very often had to deal with that. But then one day, because I post a lot of my work on Instagram and I mm -hmm. hashtag a number of um, groups that have digital art, I was noticed uh, by a um, gentleman who uh, created a group called Texpressionism. And he invited me to join the group. I found my tribe. It's a global group. Um, and wow. all of these people use uh, technology as a means to express, express emotional experience. When they say Texpressionism, it's, it's kind of a takeoff on abstract expressionism except technology mm -hmm. is um, in the mix to help one create the work. So that really um, made a big difference for me because now I've got people all over the world and due to the pandemic, Zoom has brought us together for salons yeah. that we have uh, every couple of weeks. So it, it's awesome. exciting to meet uh, artists all over the world who are working in this way. And with different technologies, not they're not all working with an iPad. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. I think especially in this last year, community is more important than ever. So that's awesome. And and would you say that you've encountered that stereotype of you know this starving or the struggling artist? Well, we always hear about it. I mean, whether we're studying uh, the artists of old or not, uh, I personally haven't wrestled with it because I suppose. Uh, I had a full-time job, and so I could, you know, do my work when I could fit it into my life. Once I retired, and I retired rather early, I was really able to devote much more time to my art, and um, it's not for me the business of making money. It's the business of expressing myself mm -hmm. that I find uh, much more rewarding. But I can imagine for those who want to be a professional artist who can make enough money to support themselves, I understand uh, that obstacle for them. Uh, fortunately, I haven't had to deal with it. How would you describe the workspace that you are currently in um, or okay. working in? Any, you know, there's lots of things in that, any, no detail is too small, so. <laughs> okay, I have two workspaces. One is my basement. I have a section of basement that's I call my studio. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it, in terms of the space, I have you know pretty good lighting that's hung up there to make it seem like I'm in daylight rather than in the basement. And I have, um, what I really love is that I can throw paint around and not be concerned about what happens. It often gets very messy. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, use a lot of different tools when I work in water media. First of all, I work on Yupo or Terraskin, which is a, both of them are synthetic papers. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them is polypropylene and the other one is, uh, has a mineral stone in it, as well as um, another resin. And uh, they're eco-friendly papers. And, uh, they're recyclable, and I 
love to paint on them because I can remove the paint and then go back and rework the piece. So I love doing that and I love using non-traditional tools. Although I use brushes, obviously, I, you know, I've been known to use credit cards, sticks, um, string, you know, draped and dragged along the surface. Um, I've also used uh, wax wrap and uh, saran wrap mm. to create uh, backgrounds for my pieces. Um, so there's a lot of um, different tools that I can use. In fact, if I find a new tool, I'm delighted because then I can try to see what kind of mark that makes. I love mark making and in all its glory. Yeah, yeah. So, so would you say your workspace kind of reflects who you are as an artist um, in, in terms of all the different tools you have going on there and kind of, I don't know, a place where you could be inspired kind of in a sense? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And of course, exactly. that's only my one workspace. My other workspace is my <laughs> iPad and oh, my right, of pencil. Course. And that I can do anywhere. I don't have to rustle together any kind of equipment, paint. I just have images or I use digital paint. I have some pieces that are totally digital paint. They're not, they don't involve photo, photography at all or pictures of um, my artwork that I've done traditionally. Sometimes I just use the digital paint. So that's wonderful to be able, it's so portable. I can do it yeah. sitting on the couch. I can do it in my backyard. Uh, you know, I can do it while I'm in a car, looking at a scene that inspires me. So um, yeah, I have two different workspaces. Yeah, and then I guess a million dollar question is, is what would you say the ultimate goal is for your art? Like, What do you want it to be or to mean to, to people? Well, I would like it to be, certainly for me, I want it to be an expression of what is meaningful to me in terms of composition and color and texture and something that makes me feel good about it because I won't release it unless I like it. And as far as the viewer, I hope that they can detect or see, and some of them see things that I never expected them to see, which I think is fascinating. Yeah. Um, you know, it comes, it comes alive for them sometimes in a different way. So I really like the idea of learning their reaction. And sometimes that doesn't always happen. Uh, it's nice to be at an opening and to stand back and hear, you know, if people approach mm. the work and, and can see things in it. So I, I guess I want them to be moved in some way also. Um, either by the color or the form, or perhaps there's something about it that speaks to them that would have spoken to me, but also speaks to them in maybe a different way, as I mentioned.